Welcome back to Retrospection Radio. You're listening to 97.5 WOBN The Wild Card. The last two songs, that was Classical Gas by Mason Williams and Silent Movie by Little Violet. So I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I should just call this Retrospection Radio Hour. Yeah. It just... It has a little bit of a ring to it. It feels old-timey by, you know, we're going to go listen to the latest radio hour. Right, I'm yeah, so yeah. excited and something like that. I, I don't know why. It just makes sense. So yeah. might as well call it that. Go ahead. That, I, think that's a, I think that's a good name for it. Yeah, the radio hour. Then you got your radio theater, radio hour. Good times. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I say that in a sad way. Not really sad, but it just sounded sad. If you like the music that we played, I would love to hear. If you want to go ahead and tweet us at underscore retro radio underscore <laughs> or, or uh, talk to us on our page on Facebook or Reddit or Instagram or Tumblr, anywhere, <laughs> Retrospection Radio. Just search us up and just let me know if you like the music, if you have any music suggestions that you think fall in line with the themes of the show or even any of the movies, some type of movie that you want us to talk about or watch and then talk about. So we're going to come back to Parasite now. We talked a little bit about Brant's scene, the whole toilet explosion eruption stuff, but we still have a little bit more commentary to add to that. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that scene and... uh Apparently, this director, in a lot of his movies, has a lot to say about not just society and and uh, his views on that, but also how in this in this scene in particular, how climate change affects the different sets of people different ways. Uh, in this in this one, and I already said this a little bit. We talked about it just a little bit, but how the uh, the Kims, uh, sorry, no, the Parks were on a camping trip, and that's why the Kims were in their house in the first place. Uh, but the the parks were on a camping trip, and uh, this torrential downpour occurred, and um, and uh, they had to come back from this camping trip. You know, that's a bummer. You know, you didn't get to go camping, but we'll try again next week, uh, or we'll try again tomorrow. You know, it's one of those things where it doesn't really affect them that much. Um, they can just do it again the next week. It's a it's a, just a little speed bump, you know. But the Kim's entire life was upended by this. And not all of it happened just during that time, but some of it was after they had gone back to work for the parks and how the the uh, uh, the torrential downpour had uprooted all the uh, the sewage and all the sewer water and now they smelled and the parks became suspicious of them and it just it it took their uh, their little charade that they were doing and it 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 knocked down the house of cards you know what I mean. It, it removed one of the pieces of Jenga of the Jenga game that just wouldn't hold anything, you know, and it all, it, it all started to come down. Yeah. I never thought of it that way in the sense of, especially in real life, how just a little bit of a change of something, for instance, today it was raining in the morning and it's been raining in the evening, mm-hmm. but that time between the rain in the morning it was 74 degrees, but it shot up the humidity to like 80%. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, and, and since we were both outside as camp counselors, it affects us and the kids. But imagine I was driving home, actually. This falls into what happened today. I was driving home, and at one point I go over a highway, 
and there was a homeless lady there with a drenched cardboard sign where you couldn't even read what the ink said anymore on it and her clothes were just so wet her hair was down and she looked so miserable she was just slunched over in the rain and i was so tempted to pull over and literally take the jacket off my back and hand it to her and leave dustin always tells me my roommate he always says go with those impulses there was one time I was driving back from this very studio, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to pull over and have a picnic. I don't know where, but I'm just going to eat on the ground somewhere else. <laughs> and I didn't follow that impulse, and I surprisingly still regret it to this day. Oh, well. <laughs> but it's those small little impulses yeah. where your brain just tells you, do it. You've got yeah. the time. You can do whatever you want. Like, just do it. Yeah. And and make it I think if everybody gave into those those uh impulses as long as they're helpful you know yeah then they'd be a little bit happier and other people would be happier too yeah and i i don't know if it would be considered rude or whatever to take my jacket and hand it to her instead of money or something like that but like that would literally have been the jacket that was on my back that i was handing and i just felt that need to do it yeah i don't know but yeah we have a house we have an apartment we've mm-hmm. got places to actually live in right. and that lady was just and, standing in the rain and we've got well and uh, a lot of people around here have air conditioning you know oh, which is yeah. a very i mean you take it for granted man but it's a <laughs> lifesaver um especially like uh, i know uh, just recently there was a um you know out in the uh, northwest in particular there was a massive heat wave and oh. it was it was just awful oh man it was so hot and the people who are stuck yeah. in even the people who had air conditioning were were having a tough time and so you can only imagine what the people who didn't have air conditioning yeah, I'm or just didn't, didn't imagining have a roof someone just in the bowels of a city in a tent and not even allowed to stay in their tent anymore as they step outside into the shade provided by a tall building and the shade, there's no noticeable difference between the shade or standing in the sun itself. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine a life like that, and I'm very thankful for what I have. Yeah, but it, it that kind of ties back into what I was saying, uh, what I was wanting to talk about with that scene, is that uh, the commentary that the director of Parasite is trying to make is that the the effects of climate change are going to affect different groups of people in different ways. The people who have all the wealth and the resources, all the, all the things that they need to live an, a wonderful life um, are going to be able to adapt and not maybe not thrive, but they won't be as heavily impacted by climate change and its subsequent effects as those who don't have the uh, resources to deal with those changes. And uh, that's kind of what we're talking about here too with the, the heat wave. Even people with uh, AC are we're struggling but they're doing a lot better than those who didn't even have a roof you know what i mean what an interesting see i've only i've seen the film once and when i watched it i got the thriller aspect of it i really really got into the thriller and the story that was being told and normally i do this thing where i read the movies as i'm watching it basically understanding 
oh, reading the scenes, the shots, the camera angles, the colors, all that stuff. I didn't really do that quite as much with Parasite. I, I still did it, but not quite as much. And then I, I didn't even make any comparisons whatsoever because mm-hmm. I was just so enthralled by the movie that the comparisons I could have made that you're making right now, which are very strong good comparisons, I just my brain right now is going (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and something that was i mean this isn't exactly i mean this is somewhat tangentially related but um in the movie too when the uh their kims are returning to their house you can see the water following them as they're going down because they just keep going down and down and down because the parks live in such a, a an elevated area where they they can't be touched by this, you know, the parks are have all the wealth and the resources that they need to. They have three luxury cars, they have a, a wall around their house, they have a beautiful lawn. They can employ four people to do what they need them to do in the house. I can't even employ myself. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but and so they're up in this elevated community, and they've got this wonderful house that's secluded from the rest of them, and they're just untouchable. Yeah, I. now that you're pointing that out, it reminds me of the first time that Ki Jung, the daughter, goes up to the house, and she has to climb a hill, and then there's just this set of stairs leading up. Yeah. And you're right. There is just such an elevation change that flooding isn't going to happen to them. Nope. Or if it does happen, it's going to be so, so minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and the Kims can't, aren't afforded the same luxury because they, they live below the surface of their area. I mean, and their area is, is a very, an area of low elevation. It's, uh, it's just not, it's not a very sought after place to live because of those facts and just the, the location. But the big thing is that it's, literally below ground yeah it's literally below the below the ground level everything's just gonna seep in (laughs) yeah exactly i mean the the window that's the whole thing they they forgot the window was open their window their window is is ground level such a small little mistake for most people like oh it's gonna get the window still a little bit wet Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of the carpet no, it's going to flood the entire apartment. Yeah. We're practically dead. Yeah. All of the food, all of the resources that they've been able to buy up until that point, because they spent a little bit of money on themselves. Once yeah, they did. They started getting, and once they got their employments and could actually afford a few things, it was yeah. nice, but I don't know, culture shock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, is there anything else you'd like to discuss about Parasite? You know, I think that was that was a that was a big thing that I wanted to talk about. That and that, you know, it, it was a great movie. I really it was... enjoyed it. Um, there were very few movies. You know, in the same vein of uh, secondhand embarrassment or anxiety, uh, I tried to watch Breaking Bad recently because my brother had gotten really into it. Yeah. And uh, my my brother's friends really liked it too, so I started it. And you know, I just couldn't. I couldn't keep watching it, not because it wasn't good. It was great, and it had one of my favorite actors in there, um, uh, uh, Brian Cranston. Yes, he plays, and you know, he plays my favorite character in Malcolm in the Middle. He plays Hal the father, and he's and, the first one to die in Godzilla. 
Oh, okay. I did not know that. I haven't seen <laughs> Godzilla that. Godzilla 2016. Uh, well, it's great. Brian Cranston does a great job. The story's good. I love it. The problem is it's so anxiety-inducing for me because they're always on the verge of getting caught or they always have to make this really tough decision. I can't just sit there and relax while I'm watching it, and it makes me feel like I need to be pacing or something like that, so I couldn't couldn't watch it. I, I couldn't continue to watch it at the same way that I was watching it, multiple episodes. But the but Parasite, I think, is the movie that has made me pace the most out of any any movie I've seen or any show that I've watched. Parasite made me the most uncomfortable in the best way possible. It made me just on my on the edge of my seat and out of my seat, walking around, just hoping that <laughs> to get some respite from the anxiety that I was getting from the, <laughs> from the thrilling aspect of it. I mentioned Godzilla 2016 and then I was like was it 2016 or was it like 2014 2015 so I typed in Godzilla 2016 and the it's called in English Godzilla Resurgence and apparently the Japanese made their own of course this makes sense their own like Godzilla film and just the design of Godzilla in this movie is very strange doesn't really feel very Godzilla I don't understand there's a whole bunch of pictures when I look up the pictures he's got kind of big eyes like big white eyes with like you know black pupils and there's so many like meme looking pictures of this Godzilla that just has massive eyes and looks so derpy (laughs) (laughs) but this Godzilla is like it's black and red at its chest. It's kind of rib cage sternum area is like jutting out oh. and its tail has some spike thing on the end of it. I don't know. Huh. I have never ever seen or heard of this before. And after typing it in, I am entranced at how strange this, he shoots lasers out of his tail. <laughs> oh my gosh. He turns he turns oh, yeah. purple and he shoots like a laser out of his mouth and the back of his tail. Yeah, this is a little bit of a, it's just a little bit of a departure from what <laughs> at least I'm used to Godzilla-wise. It's quite different. Uh, this whole tail thing is kind of strange to me. And just the way he looks, he's still kind of got his face to him. Like, there's a certain design of his face that he's kept over the years that makes it feel very, like, he has his own face. But not generic, like, you're looking at a tiger or another animal where the patterning is different, but the facial structure is the same. This face says Godzilla. Exactly. If I were to see, really, just a picture of the head, I'd be able to say, oh, that's Godzilla. Instead of, like, oh, that's a scary monster thing, but... He shoots lasers out of his tail. <laughs> what is this Godzilla? I think I found the movie for next week, watching a 2016 Japanese Godzilla that seems to have an equal budget to the Hollywood one. Yeah, from what from the pictures that I'm seeing here, it looks pretty good. It, it doesn't look like uh like they uh, cut any corners, you know. Got a 6.8 from critics and an 87% from uh, normal people. Oh, well, well. 
I see. They said it's called Shin Gojira or Shin Godzilla in English, and it's Shin means new, true, or God. So God Godzilla. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I. All right, on my to watch list now. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea that happened. I remember the first Godzilla movie I had ever watched. Um, Which one was that? I, I, you know what? I do. Okay, let me back up. I remember Godzilla watching 2000. my for the first Godzilla movie that I had watched in my lifetime. I used to live in uh, Troy, Ohio, and I had two friends, and they were twins. They were identical twins, uh, Andrew and Lucas. And I went over to their house one day, and we watched Godzilla. But we watched one where. Godzilla was fighting this robot and both of them were being controlled by people. So like that while the people were fighting each other, Godzilla in this mech were fighting each other. Was it Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla from 1974? You know what? That might have been it. That might have <laughs> been it. I don't I I'd have to rewatch it to see if that was it. But Akihiko that was Hiko Hurata. The guy with an eye patch. What was it called again? It was uh Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Um <laughs> It's it's one of those really old ones where basically it looks like a bunch of toys fighting each other. Okay, maybe it wasn't that one then. Maybe I think it was a uh, well, I don't know. Looks kind of familiar. I mean, there's a lot of mecha stuff in there and there's especially yeah. a lot of mecha Godzillas. And you know, that's kind of weird to me because I mean, I'm not a Godzilla expert. Oh, um, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know what Godzilla is composed of but to me it kind of looks like it's flesh and bone I mean I don't know Correct. it could be something weird yes but it looks like flesh and bone and so it's just confusing to me how he can just go toe to toe with something made of metal and not feel it you know I mean it it looks like he could he can lay into it and it doesn't hurt him and that's just confusing to me because you know I I take my hand and I slap like my door frame and my hand hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't, we're just, we're, Godzilla's just built different. <laughs> it's like uh, the new one that came out was Godzilla versus Kong. And I'm about to say spoilers, so turn off now if you don't want to hear spoilers. Uh, basically, they, Godzilla versus King Kong, they fight a couple times. And turns out, subplot C is two characters following around, or going through Tokyo or something, and they discover Mecha Godzilla. Oh, and right. With Mecha Godzilla, they uh, they at least do the battle pretty well. Kong or Godzilla defeats Kong, and then they revive Kong by basically giving a giant defibrillator to him. Don't ask. Really oh, weird. Man. Doesn't make sense. Not a good plot point. <laughs> but then Mecha Godzilla is stronger than everyone else, and then Godzilla mm. and Kong have to work together to right. fight it which makes a lot more sense to me because it's mecha godzilla and he's quite a bit stronger and he's right, possessed yeah. by the spirit of Ghidorah or something i don't know oh, okay okay you know it, it was always interesting to me i that there are so many different monsters other than godzilla in the godzilla thing you know in the franchise i i, I was i was always under the impression for the longest time that godzilla was the monster you know what i mean so he is and he's like the main bad guy, but also the main good guy. There's a Godzilla anime that came out that my dad and I watched, and I don't really know what happened besides the Godzilla fighting parts, but, like, Godzilla is, well, king of monsters. Mm, and okay. all of these other monsters show up for different reasons. 
So there's Godzilla, who's basically trying to bring balance to nature. I don't okay. know why Kong's in there. He's not normally in there. Uh, and then you've got, like, King Ghidorah is from space. He's uh. an alien. And all these different Great. people are fighting for different things. And it's it's weird. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I'm going to read the list of monsters. Some of these you might have heard from, and some of them you haven't. Godzilla. Anguirus, Anguirus, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm actually going to look at a picture. It is a no picture. Wow. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) It is a, oh, it's like a triceratops looking thing. Okay. Well, okay. It looked like that at first. Now it looks a lot more just like a kind of hedgehog triceratops thing or actually it's just a turtle with spikes on its back that's what it is okay okay what a okay all right uh this is my favorite name giant lizard (laughs) whoa the scariest foe my gosh also one of my favorites my other favorite giant octopus (laughs) whoa man (laughs) this is crazy there was king kong in okay. King Kong vs. Godzilla, which I imagine is probably a 50s or 60s one that they did. Mothra, which is... I've heard of that one. The giant moth. Yeah, yeah. Mothra in King of Monsters, her opening scene, she's like under a waterfall, and she just illuminates, and it's such a beautiful, mm. perfect shot. Nice. Mystery Bones of Infant Island. Is that one of the monsters? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the mystery bones of oh. Infant Island. Strange. Rodan, which is basically a giant pterodactyl thing. Okay. Uh, that one's a pretty popular one. King Ghidorah, which is my favorite monster. He's the three headed dragon thing. Yeah, kind of like a, um, oh, uh, like a Hydra, right? Yeah. Similar to a Hydra. Yeah, it's basically a dragon hydra. hydra. Hmm. Uh, and then there's Ebera. Ibira, which is giant lobster. <laughs> Terror of the deep. <laughs> Sorry, horror of the deep. Oh, there you go. Giant condor, along with giant eagle. I am really loving these giants, <laughs> these giant animals. Mighty eagle. <laughs> uh, giant praying mantis, mm. son of Godzilla. <laughs> is there like a giant snail? No, but there's the titanosaurus. Oh, that's even Ooh. better. I love that one. What's that one look like? Is it like a titanium dinosaur? Or is it a titan-sized dinosaur? Uh, the titanosaurus is... Oh, this is... It's the uh, it's the long-necked dinosaur. Uh, Bronchosaurus? Is that it? Yeah, it, it's just a bronchosaurus. Uh, except it's, its neck is just a little bit thicker. It... Oh. So it's like know, a, I don't like this design. Does it hit things with its neck like a giraffe? I have no idea. My <laughs> what? Hold on. Let's see if I type in. Maybe the Titanosaurus is a real thing. Titanosaurus, Godzilla. What does it look like? Oh, that's better. Okay, that's much better. Uh, it's kind of reminds me of a raptor with like a flame tail, and it's just all red. It's got a couple spikes on its huh. head, and it's got like the raptor spikes across its back. I don't think those are raptors now that I'm thinking about it. Is this a real dinosaur? 
It is a real dinosaur. Okay, okay, okay. No, I'm not looking for the... <laughs> I typed in <laughs> raptor, and it brought up the Ford raptor. Uh, nice. No, I'm not thinking of raptors. What are the things that shoot the, like, acid or poison oh. in... You know, I could picture it, but I could not tell you what that is. Acid, dinosaur, Jurassic Park. Yeah, the, right? He's got the, the Jeep breaks down, and he's he's out in the, in the uh, woods, and he there's the water around him, and that dinosaur's right in front of him, and he yeah. kind of sp- splays his... I don't know exactly what to call it, but I'm going to call it a mane of flesh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's called the Dilophosaurus. Oh, okay. Dilophosaurus. It is basically Titanosaurus. Not the real Titanosaurus, but the Godzilla one. looks like a Dilophosaurus except red. Oh, okay. So it kind of shoots its little mane out. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Most of these, Kamakuris, uh, Manila, Kumanga, I don't know what most of these are, but I can only imagine they're really not too good. I want to look at this Gorosaurus. Gorosaurus. That's a name. I uh, got some. Uh, the Gorosaurus looks like... Oh. Boo. It just looks kind of like a... T-Rex combined with Godzilla. Oh, man. Some of these... Some of these are not super creative. Although, they, <laughs> there are a lot of them, which I'll... You know what? I'll, I'll give them that. There are a lot of them. So I can understand how some of them aren't super creative. But, you know, I mean, if you're just making a giant moth or a, what was one of them? It was like a giant octopus. It's kind of <laughs> like, oh, man. Mothra, wow. at least, has got some story to her. But, yeah... Giant octopus. Now, giant lizard, giant octopus, they're in King Kong vs. Godzilla, which I imagine they're creatures on Skull Island that King Kong has to fight. But, like, giant condor from Ibira, Horror of the Deep. Yeah, like giant lobster. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Is that Ibira? Ibira's the giant lobster, yeah, yeah. and he's from the movie Ibira, Horror of the Deep. Okay. So why is there a giant condor and a giant eagle in there? Like, what's, yeah. what's the plot line and for my, that? And, and, why is there a giant everything? Yeah. and when, Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to to justify Godzilla fighting something the size of a normal condor. You know what I mean? Or a, a, yeah. normal, uh, a normal octopus. Because he would just <laughs> Or imagine them. Godzilla trying to fight just a lobster. It's just a lobster. I pulled up a picture of one of Godzilla's foes, which I'll give you the name for, <laughs> and I love this. It's a picture from the old movies, and it's literally just four guys so blatantly obvious in suits. One guy's in, like, this metal suit, <laughs> and the picture next to it is him and Godzilla shaking hands. <laughs> uh, these are corny old movies. Oh, man. So the thing that I searched up which actually looks familiar to me now, is Megalon. Megalon. Not to be confused with the more famous Megalodon. The Megalodon is like a giant... I want to say termite. Wait, no, no, no. Megalon? Megalon. M-E-G-A-L-O-N. Yeah, I I think for a second, I I may be mistaken, but I heard Megalodon when you started talking about this giant termite. So I was... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I said... Not to be confused with Megalodon, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... He, but I confused it in any ways. <laughs> <laughs> Megalon is basically a kind of bug-looking thing that has, like, drills for hands. Some of these foes, uh. the creativity is good, 
but it just feels like the creativity is just the wrong way. Well, I feel like when you've got a franchise that's been running as long as Godzilla has, <laughs> and you the start, amount of monsters. I'm not going to say that there's a limit to the possibilities of different monsters that you can make, but you know, sometimes you just it's not, not everyone. Maybe they're not trying that. Maybe it's not that they're not trying hard enough, but it's hard to create new things that haven't already been done. You know, every time. So wait, there's a fake Godzilla and there's a Mecha Godzilla. What? <laughs> I am so entranced by uh, this. Just this. The the whole Godzilla monsters and stuff. I uh, I meant to end roughly 20 minutes ago when we said, okay, I think we're done with talking for a little bit here. So fake Godzilla is like Godzilla, except with a few mechanical pieces added to him, which then leads to so Mecha like, Godzilla. So it's like Cyborg Godzilla. Basically, it looks okay. like a Cyborg Godzilla. Oh, my. But there's this picture right here. What does this mean? Ah! Maybe, I think fake Godzilla starts off looking like Godzilla, and then it slowly starts to reveal more and more metal oh. and becomes Mecha Godzilla, like okay. the skin scrapes off or like something. A, like he's just, a, in the beginning, he's just an imposter. And then maybe as the battle progresses and... Sussus among us. <laughs> and, There's an imposter among us. And, uh, and the battle continues and more and more damage is done to the skin. And it's a uh, torn away to reveal the the mechanical parts. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But there's one thing. He has a couple different forms okay. as he goes from real looking Godzilla to Mecha Godzilla. And his second form is literally the bottom half of him is just white. Oh, that's weird. Like the fake Godzilla has a metal chunk on his shoulder and then looks like Godzilla everywhere else. But then now the metal chunk is still there and there's a metal chunk on the other shoulder and everything else is just white oh and i'm like that's weird it, it doesn't look metal on the bottom half i don't yeah. know godzilla yeah godzilla uh, <laughs> what you, a what a series yeah yeah you know i mean i don't think this is godzilla but i'm sure it was based off godzilla do you remember those um those superman it wasn't a tv show but it was like a, a cd at least i had the cd and it was a bunch of different short episodes of superman and it was like animated but car like drawn cartoons and yeah. uh one of them there was this ice giant frozen uh and there was this big machine that kept it frozen and uh something happened like a wrench got stuck in there somebody knocked something off the catwalk i don't know what happened but the machine stopped working and this beast f thawed and went on a rampage destroying everything in the city and like starts to try to destroy this this dam, and Superman has to fight this this uh, Godzilla esque monster. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So those are the original 1940s Superman cartoons ah. where he got his start, uh, where yeah. or where okay. the Superman that we know today started. Yeah. So. This is where the leap over tall buildings faster That's exactly. than a locomotive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that started. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings without a single bound. And I forget the rest. <laughs> I have all those CDs if you want to borrow them. Yeah, I have one of them, and it's got uh, the uh, the Rocketeers, um, the ones with the bullet, the bullet guys with the plane or the car. I forget. 
uh, the one where they're the train robbers who have the bulletproof car. Yeah. That one was a good one. Yeah. But I think far and away, my favorite one is the one with the robots. Do you remember the flying robots? Yep, yep. Yeah, I like that. They would fly over to the banks and the... Uh, and the animation and, for that one oh, I really liked. That was so great. And the robots were like, cl- not clambering, but walking around as though they were zombies. And then they'd they'd just turn into a plane and fly away and nothing could touch them. And Superman couldn't beat them because they just beat him down, you know? I loved that one. So I'm looking at the pictures now of that frozen monster from that Superman episode you were describing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very silly. Uh, but yes... It, it, I mean, there's a shot right here of him stepping on a two-way highway. Like, there's a you've got the bottom half of the highway that's on the ground, and then like the bridge over top. Yeah, he's stepping on the bridge, walking through the city, destroying things, and he looks he looks like something out of a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Mm. With he's just kind of thick and. I wouldn't even say T-Rex like he just he when you tell a kid to draw a dinosaur yeah but they've never seen what a dinosaur looks like they just have the faint idea or you give them a slight description this is what they draw yeah I mean you can't make it too scary these cartoons are aimed at kids that's true I mean I watched (laughs) them when I was a kid I'm just I'm just thinking it just looks so Hanna-Barbera yeah so the Superman uh that you were talking about is from the 1940s. I believe it's 1942, the Arctic Giant. Ah, yeah, there you go. And Godzilla came out in 1954. Mm, okay. So I don't know if Godzilla is based on any books or anything. I don't think well, it is at all. I think the idea of a, of a massive being yeah. or monster destroying things is... I'm not going to say that's unique to... Or inspired by the Superman thing, because I'm sure there were tons of things before that inspired it. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, just look at uh, propaganda from wars past, you know? I mean, during World War II, you had propaganda of, uh, like, big big boots crushing things and and, uh, big planes dropping big bombs on little cities and stuff like that. So Big bombs on little cities. Oh, or a great one, uh, just World War I propaganda. It's great. It's great stuff. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not okay. Let <laughs> not me back for the up. People who are getting let me back uh, up. Let me back up. It's it's a it's a good thing to inspire a comic book villain. You know what I mean? A World monster. War One propaganda. Let's let's look at some of these posters and see what's up with them. I want you for U.S. Army. I'm pretty sure that one's World War Two. I think that's. I, I think they could probably be both of them. Let's see. Like, uh, oh, here we go. I mean, this one was like, I found one. Um, it's basically just King Kong. So, yeah, destroy the mad he... brute. Are you looking yeah. at that one? Yep, yep. And, or, or like a ones with German soldiers, big German soldiers eating babies, <laughs> which is a little bit visceral. Yeah. If interesting, destroy this mad brute. That looks so. I mean, clearly, it's supposed to look German. They've got their spiked hats. But it feels very King Kong since he's holding on to a lady. And yeah, that's King Kong's saying. initial release date is 1933. That's crazy. That's fun. That's interesting. Perhaps these movies were inspired by, by World some of the War propaganda. I propaganda. Yeah. Could have been. Oh, help Uncle, St- uh, help Uncle Sam stamp out the Kaiser. 
and it's got Uncle Sam's boot going to step on a German soldier. Well, there you go. Like, imagine some. I could easily see how someone could take inspiration from a massive boot crushing something and say, well, what if this thing wasn't human? What if it was a monster and it was just rampaging through the city? You know, such a densely packed and populated area with constructions of all sorts, tall buildings to be knocked down onto onto people and places, you know? This is such... I need to look at more World War One propaganda. I've seen a lot of the World War Two stuff, but this World War One is very interesting. Here's a German one of a black knight standing in front of basically a whole bunch of weapons, and there's a lady holding her baby there, and he's got his shield up, blocking off the weapons and protecting her. Huh. So another one I like of a uh, oh, where to just go. Oh, I'm back to stamp out the Kaiser. Ah, oh, here it is. Treat him rough. Join the tanks. United States Tank Corps. And oh, it's a giant black cat. There's fire everywhere in the background. And this black cat oh. is just stomping yeah. on the tanks. I just found that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one. I saw one back here. This isn't related to the big monsters or anything, but it was, uh, uh, what was it? Women of Britain say go. As if to tell your sons and your, your husbands, go, go fight. <laughs> go fight, go die in the bloodiest war. Of, well, one of, it wasn't the bloodiest war. I was about was, to say, it's it was a not. Blood, I mean, that's not to say it wasn't bloody. It was a bloody conflict. It, at, at the time, it was the bloodiest. But now, it is no longer. I found a World War One propaganda. <laughs> Uh, in the style of TF2, and it says, soldiers eat babies, and it's got a picture of the soldier from TF2 <laughs> eating a baby, and he's got, like, really long, sharp claws. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a fact. Think of the children. Join the Team Demo Man today and make those <laughs> monsters <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Ah, Team Fortress 2, what a game. Anyways, propaganda, parasite, music, retrospection radio, all of it. All, all of it tonight has been discussed by the both of us. <laughs> Brant just looked at me like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> trying to put a bow on it. Yes, yeah, this you know. is what I'm doing. I'm putting a bow on it. Parasite, poor people. Godzilla stepped on poor people, and whenever he did that, he shot fire into the air, which changed the climate and made it harder to live in and climate change and climate change led to world war one and <laughs> wow. trenches and drowning in trenches of, and a lot of leaps of logic here <laughs> i'm trying my best to connect everything <laughs> here <laughs> yes no these uh they are all things that have been said yes. there's your bow <laughs> thanks there for joining go. me tonight Oh yes, thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it was nice. We had a we had a little good conversation there at the end. Yeah. Uh, so, you've been listening to Retrospection Radio Hour. Yeah, it oh, sounds good go. there. Retrospection Radio Hour. You're going to be listening to Oh Yeah by Green Day and They Don't Know by Pete Yorn. This is ninety seven point five WOBN, the Wild Card.